Okay. What's going on? Well, I've done my review. I think I got your toilet flush in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. It's, it's a surprise we get one listener, really, when you think about Welcome to the Peach and Black podcast with our last episode for 2012. Today we're going to get into discussing Andy Allo's second album release entitled Superconductor. I'm going to go into those nine tracks discussed by the Peach and Black panel and we're going to get into a few other things as well. So let's start at the beginning. Let's introduce everyone on the show, Tojek. From the big city to Toe Jam's room. Player. Uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> Captain. I wanna be loved. <laughs> <laughs> pretty <laughs> That's pretty close. Pretty, pretty, pretty close. All right, so we're all back again. Uh, wow, what a year it's been, 2012. We'll, we'll get into our final 2012 thoughts at the end of the show, I guess. Uh, what do we start with? How about... Big uh, news, big news. Yeah, whoa, whoa, big news. Captain, take it over. Well, what's the big news? <laughs> I'm going to get screwed. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? No, you're going you're gonna to get screwed. Something, no, I can't remember. <laughs> Screwdriver. I'm your driver. You're my For those listening, uh, this only just came out today for us, so we're all sort of a bit wondering what's going on. Mm. We literally, I don't know, five, ten minutes before we started this recording this this new show, heard about this screwdriver business. So, you know, we were going to start talking about something else, and now we're talking about screwdriver. Now, Third... there was a studio version, and there yep. was a live version, and then the studio version disappeared, and it still hasn't reappeared. At hmm. the time of recording this episode. Yeah. It's obviously new music from Prince uh, and his band, uh, which appears to be all female at this moment. Yeah. Oh, we haven't seen Morris, but he could be hiding back there somewhere. <laughs> on with, the, a, the big, with his wig on. On the big digital um, workstation. If it is an all-girl band, I just hope that's just naturally a coincidence and not like a Charcoal. planned thing. There's nothing more annoying than a band with a... You know, selected all girl or all boy band like to- the Revolution. To- toe Jam. Of course, it's a co- coincidence. When was the last time you you got yourself and three other girls in the room at the same time? Come on, <laughs> it's been a while. You got a, a new guitarist, Donna. Donna Grantis with the cool undercut haircut. Haircut, yeah. I wonder in the long line of Prince's um, replacement swear words whether screwdrivers follows artichoke and the like. This could we. We could be onto something here. The metaphor there is, is pretty blatant, isn't it? I haven't really? thought about it, but I suppose so. The uh, screwdriver? What, Come on. What's the metaphor? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nuts and bolts and... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Rope and doing chain. the work. The work yeah. part two. <laughs> screwdriver is the work part two. I love it. <laughs> for, for anyone that hasn't read the lyrics, I, I won't go through all of them, but... Um, any thoughts on, on the lyrics so far? Obviously, we've only heard a 30-second snippet of potentially a new song by Prince and the Band. Toe Jam, you go about studio version, and then I'll go. Oh, well, I haven't got a lot to say other than I think it's all right. I think it's good. I thought the studio version had a bit of a dirty mind kind of vibe about it, whereas the, the live version has more of a you know chaos and disorder sort of sound. So. I thought the studio version had an R&R affair sound about it, and that just put me to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, Captain Go. <laughs> I've only heard the snippet. The, you know, the 28 seconds, whatever it is, but I like it. And yes, I'm going to compare it to his previous work. To me, uh, uh, both the studio and the live version, it's it's chaos and disorder light. It's still rocking, but, you know, he's he's older. It's He's never going to have the same energy he had 
you know, 15 years ago. None of us will, Captain. I like no. it. It's good. Okay. I reckon if he's putting out this snippet, I reckon the full version can't be more than, you know, a, a week or a couple it weeks It never away. is. Yeah, it's ne- he can't, I don't, he can't resist. He loves putting out these snippets, but it won't yeah. be long. The difference between this song and Rock and Roll Love Affair is this shows a much more positive sign that the new album will be better than what I was expecting just from Rock and Roll Love Affair. When I heard that, I'm like, if that's what the album's going to be, it's not a billion times better, but it's still better. I think it's just going to be one of those mixed albums where he does a bit of everything. Because this is, like you said, it's way different from Rock and Roll Love Affair. And like I was saying earlier, like there's, you know, there's been a recording session with horn players. So I think like Mm. the impression I'm getting that the next album's going to have a bit of everything on it. It's going to be one of them mix-up albums maybe even double album it's one of those hmm. look at me i can do this type of song i can do this style of music i can do yep. this type of song too Ca- captain's had a bit of a go toe jam player have you got any thoughts are you going to reserve judgment until you hear the full thing i won't judge it over 30 seconds yep. but it's i guess it's a step in the right direction i agree it sounds very promising both versions yep. yes yep. live version is just rock and it's great it's the best sound he's had in years better than anything you know the mpg's done in the last few years i love the guitar in this and on the video right at the start the first line there's like a pause before he says screw and it's it's just so him it's great it's it's so him is it (laughs) it is because it's not in time if you go and watch it listen to it it's not in time but because he's he does a like big guitar thing when he was supposed to say screw he like Mm. pauses and then he says it it's just good. And and then in, if you look at the video really closely, I think that's Skrillex on the on the guitar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look really close to pay attention to what I'm talking about. But, but yeah, um, if this is the new band, you know, bring it on. Hmm. Uh, well, the only thing I'll add is I have absolutely no expectations. I'm a completely neutral fan and a neutral member of the uh, <laughs> listening. You're a, ba- you're a bad liar. I know. <laughs> Andy Allo. Andy Allo's album Superconductor was recently released this year, late in 2012, and we're here to talk about it. So, nine tracks. Uh, Prince, he, we, we won't know the extent to which Prince was involved, but he co-wrote three of the songs, and I think certainly his sound is uh, apparent on a all number of... All over this album. He's uh, all over this album. Executive produced by MPG Records. Yeah, pretty much. And you've got MPG members, you've got Trombone Shorty, Maceo shows up for some, for some horn lines. So... There's and some. Who's the drummer? Who's the drummer? B- 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 well, b- Michael Bland's on, on yeah, a few. Apparently. A few tracks, exactly. Hmm. But also Blackwell too, I think. Hmm. Oh, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So it, there's there's some weight behind there, but um, I for one think that it's out of all the protege albums or related artist albums. I won't say protege for Andy Arlo. Actually, I think that's. She gives me a different sort of vibe. There's an independent streak in her that I think yeah. comes through this album more so than other. This isn't a hundred uh, percent, you know, Prince album. No, there, there's some Andy in there somewhere. No, I think there's a lot of Andy. There's a dollar. There is, yeah. Yeah, I think this is much more an Andy album. It's an Andy Allo album, but there's obviously this influences. Yeah, there's very strong influence from Prince from the left. Well, it, it's let's face it, it's produced by Prince, so it's an Andy Allo album produced by Prince. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it's been getting some fairly good re- reviews in the press and, and online, and um, definitely from the Prince point of view, the, a lot of the Prince fans have been digging it, so that's good to hear. On that note, let's go into the songs themselves. Opening up with track number one, the title of the album and the title of this song is Superconductor. I want to be loved by a superconductor. Yeah, so you've heard a little bit of it there, and let's go to, to Captain, who um, I okay, feel is probably best go. qualified to open this let's up. Let's go, so, let's go, best track on this album right here. Whoa, okay. Ooh, wow. You, you are a unique individual. Gate. Yep. We always say, oh, that's not the best song you could start an album with. You couldn't have picked a better song to start this album. Okay. Even though it's weird, because it's different, to, it's different to everything else on the album. It's the only real, like, pop song, and all the others are different to that. Yeah. But I like pop, and this is great. The only thing, some of the synth sounds are slightly annoying, 
with their high pitch whiny but that's alright I like Andy's voice it's really good in this song I like those little the weird little piano runs in the yeah. those bits it's something different I remember last time Tojan was saying I just want something different that's different it's a little bit different but yeah. <laughs> it is different but it's still it's sort of expected as well but I like it um, it's just pop and it's great uh, if Prince had nothing to do with this then too bad because it would have showed he can still write uh, still write a good pop song <laughs> but I'm sure he had something to do with it yep even if it's just you know executive producing I love it when the bass comes in at like 325 it's a it's just a pump and beat I just like this song it almost sounds like I'm um, something off Lady Gaga album but oh, more poppy, if that's possible. And there's, there's bits, there's hints of, like, Janet Jackson in there. Then that's all I've got to say. Okay, okay. Uh, player, what do you think about this opening lead track? I think it's a nice way to open the album. It has, you know, mix of elements. Um, when, the, when the preview came out, you know, I could hear controversy in there. Um, there's nothing really that stands out about it, though. There's a nice piano noodling, like Captain said. But it's a solid groove. It's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, nothing that really leaps out and grabs me, but... Yeah. Next song on the album. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll leave it to Captain then. <laughs> next. Toe Jam's next. I like the song. It reminds me of Ice Cream Castle, like just the same sort of vibe, opening track, happy, oh, yeah. big smiley, major chords. Uh, and it's very video gamey as well. It sounds like a video game song. It sounds like recorded maybe around the same time as Beginning Endlessly, because it's got the same sort of synths. Uh, some of those dark synths in the background. Beginning uh, endlessly. Didn't someone say that was one of the best songs ever? It's a good song. I didn't. Well, Wasn't it an MC? Well, I didn't say it was the best song ever, but it was. It was oh, close to it. It was one of the best Prince songs in recent memory. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, this is the song that supposedly has Michael Bland on it. Um, so there's some nice little fills if you listen through it. Yeah. Uh, I like the thick vocals from the NPG girls. I like the jam out at the end, the last two or three minutes um, and there's some nice like synth strings like little arpeggios and stuff and it sounds a little bit like Glam Slam that sort of sound which is good uh, interesting lyric uh, we don't want to know about the ones who say we're living in a dream maybe they're the ones who are something and need to believe that's a very strange lyric almost like if you don't agree with us then you're silly haha <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's a good, it's a, it's a solid opening track. Well, that's um, pretty but, much Prince's way yeah, of thinking, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. But no, it's a very nice, upbeat song to start the album. I like the, you know, the big city to Cameroon. It's really like this is who I am, sort of thing. So, mm. uh, so that's good. It's very sugary. This song. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I'm not really into sugary sweet music that much. The little breakdowns I find annoying. And it would be better off if it finished at three minutes, I thought. I will agree on that. And not just this song. This whole album... Could have been shorter. It's which, short album. You, which is weird, because you wouldn't normally say that. Every You know, usually you want songs to be longer. But yeah, a lot of them just... You get like halfway through and you're like, okay, this song's done. Yeah. And then yeah. it just drags on for another two <laughs> or three minutes. Which, if it was a Prince song, we'd be like, great, we get solos and we get other stuff. But on this, it just it just seems they just seem too long. The the other thing I'll, I'll just the last thing I'll say about this track is maybe it's the iTunes version that I'm listening to, but it, I find the production really digital sounding, and it's just it, it, you for, know, the, for the whole album or just this song for the whole album. But this song in really in, this song in particular, I think it sounds pretty cheesy, like with the synths. They're just they don't sound like proper synths to me, and the high end and the low end is missing. and Yeah, that's iTunes for you. It just doesn't sound full. The sound is not very full. It sounds pretty flat to me. But um, that maybe that's the production. Maybe it's the iTunes sound. I don't know. I was going to say, if this is the way he's heading in, you know, production-wise, I cannot wait for the next album. Uh, I was going to disagree with you there. And I know this is not a, this is not a, print, a review of Prince, but I, um, I'm not a fan of the production style what? at all. This song to me sounds like it was from that 2010 sessions. Yeah, something like uh, that. Which is kind of cold production, a lot of it. So. Yeah, I but guess but I, I like that album, warmth. I need that warmth. But the album overall, I think, is far from 2010 production values. Yeah, no, just this song. I think there's a lot more live sounding yes. stuff on this album. Yes, it's just this song, like Tojo said. just, you know, Pro Tools on his laptop. This sounds yeah. a lot better than that. On Andy's laptop. Most of the songs. Yep. 
so um yeah so that's that's that the opener to the uh, track I, I was really hoping for a huge explosive opening and, and i for one didn't get it i guess maybe it's just me but you know everyone's got different tastes there's no right or wrong better start there's no right or wrong uh in, in right music. the wrong Right the wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So off we go to track number two, People Pleaser. You should be a people pleaser. But I had to change your mind. I used to be a midnight teaser. I just want to take my time. And uh, we're about to find out if it was a people pleaser when we speak to the four of us. Uh, I'll just say quickly before everyone else has a go. This is a great track. Her vocal is too weak. This track needs a thicker, deeper, just more prominent, powerful vocal. It's just not enough. Not enough grunt. Not enough oomph. You know that, like the lyrics, they talk about not wanting to be a people pleaser and how the person singing the song is just done with that lifestyle and they're going to live for themselves and be true to their own vision. The lyrics just sound like kind of teeny boppy teenager girl singing it you know i don't know that's what i'm getting and i think it lets the whole vibe of the song down now you're gonna laugh at this but i can huh? imagine huh? terence trent darby right if if you were, you replaced andy Allo's vocals with someone like a terence oh, trent yeah. darby on this i want to be a people please or whatever however yeah. it goes that would just be out of yeah. this world. And her vocal is just, it's, it's lilting. It's, it's very pleasing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very people pleasing and it shouldn't be. It's like, it should be raw. Well, it should be hard. Yeah. It should be whatever Andy wants it to be. And <laughs> she obviously wants it to sound like this. But from my point of view, it would have been refreshing to hear something a bit more raw instead of so polished. Uh, but the horns are great. So everything's forgiven. Um, <laughs> player. Yeah, I was watching, um, Terence Trent Darby, Darby last night on um, on Foxtel. He was oh, on okay. um, Studio Channel. It was, but he was as um, Sananda Mayatera. Maitreya, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was. Um, it was just like a three piece. He was on guitar, bass, drums. That was it. And yeah, just like you, they, they could carry it as a three piece, you know. But yeah, he's got that growling in his voice, which sadly, you know, it's not really present, like you said, in this, with um, Andy Allo, but. Yeah, you know it's the funk outing on the disc. It's all about the groove, the bass, and the horns. But yeah, I I agree with you. They just need more growl in the in the vocal. I think maybe Prince should have saved this one for himself. Hmm. Instead of giving it to her, he should have given her like rock and roll love affair or something. Yeah, I, I think this is an Andy song though. Mm. Now I don't I I could take a guess and say Prince was heavily involved in it, but yeah. Well, anyway. with all of that, we can go through the whole album. We'll, we'll never, never know. know exactly what Prince wrote and Andy wrote. Hmm. Yeah. But I think it's clear that Prince plays on this. Yeah. And most and pretty much most of the album. He's definitely you know on the he's definitely on the horns. That's that that's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. He can tell him a mile away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, like this is not her debut album, but for a lot of people this would be the first time they're listening to Andy Allo. Hmm. And like for her to say, I used to be a people pleaser, like I don't know, like when Maybe you you're right. Maybe music, it is Prince. Prince's you, song. You, you sort of know him well enough to, you know, because he used to be in, you know, on charts and stuff, and he's not really into that anymore. He doesn't do videos that much and all that. So actually, you know. player, you raise a really good point, and I think my when I was listening to this song, my subconscious had the same thoughts, but I couldn't bring it out. And you've <laughs> you've encapsulated a thought that I've had. Uh, exactly. This is like the, um, you know, every two months. Taylor Taylor Swift having a huge breakup with a boyfriend and saying how evil he is and, and yeah. then it makes you think maybe it's you yeah. <laughs> it's like every time she has a big song it's about the boyfriend and he was horrible it's like yeah <laughs> what, what's the what's yeah. the common denominator here exactly yeah. yeah and it's look it's possible to have a wealth of experience when you're fairly young but it's certainly the exception to the rule and not the rule would the lyric have sounded as good if she said, I want to be a people pleaser? <laughs> Just give me your time. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Okay, Toe Jam Horn Man. Uh, well, that's it. It's the horns that uh, I love about this song. There's three killer horns. There's the NPG horn heads, which I absolutely love. The, uh, cool, tight-sounding horn section. Uh, then you've got Maceo Parker on top of that. And Maceo 
blows me away when he comes in on that first note at 1 minute 28 when he first comes in. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome the way he starts that solo. It's a good note. Isn't it incredible that within a millisecond you know it's Maceo? That's... Oh, yeah. How many Sorry. horn players can you say that for? Well, I can think of one more, actually, and that's Eric Trombone Lynch. Shorty. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, yeah. That's because a good point. Trombone Shorty does some pretty cool solos on this as well. But yeah, that's that's what makes the song for me. I don't really pay too much attention to the singing and the lyrics, but I can definitely see what you guys are saying. But there's really only like two sections in this song. There's the verse section and then there's the chorus section. Uh, and they just kind of go back and forth. And then there's solos here and then there's an extra verse here. And, and it just sort of builds nicely the way it goes. And by the end, it's all just sort of going crazy with the solos playing over each other and horns doing crazier stuff and basses going all over the place. So there's some awesome drum fills in this as well. And I think it's Blackwell on this one. Because yeah. uh, he's in the video and it sounds like Blackwell, but the the drum fills are probably the second highlight in this song for me, uh, outside of the horns. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Cool fills. And when when he, I think he played this song, 2010, 2011. Two th- on yeah, some 2011. French... I, I heard it live. I heard it live this song. Yeah, and um, I wasn't. I thought it was yeah, it's all right. It just sounds like a bit of a standard funk jam, but the, I really like. What's with it? Yeah. Yeah, the studio version fills it out, and I really like it. Actually, it's one of the better songs on the album. All what right. do you think of the um, video where the other horn players are like imitating Maceo and Trombone? Yeah, Shorty? it would have. Been, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> odd, isn't it? <laughs> it is odd, yeah. Because like, everyone Maceo, knows. Do you want to be in my video? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So, uh, hey, Captain, round, round this out for us. I had exactly the same thing. It's okay. um, I just don't think her voice. It just sounds out of place in this song. Uh, it just doesn't fit. And I, I wasn't sure why, but you've said it now. I, now I know why. It just, it just doesn't work for me. But I don't mind the song. It's, it's, you know, it's the most Prince-like funk track on the album, and I think this song doesn't even really fit on this album. It's, it's so different to everything else on this album, like mm. Superconductor is. Apart from that, the, the horns are funky, solos all over the place. But yeah, not much to say. Okay. Well, we go into track number three, which is Long Gone. Long, 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 gone. Long Gone. Let's have Toe Jam start us off with this. Your thoughts on Long Gone? Um, it's a nice acoustic guitar song. Very reminiscent of like Cat Stevens and Joni Mitchell, that era. Uh, I can definitely hear Prince playing the guitar on this song. Whether or not, this sort of sounds like there's two, maybe three acoustic guitars going. Whether one of them's Andy and one of them's Prince, or they're both Prince. But there's definitely Prince on there. You can hear it, just the way he articulates the notes and plucks the strings, etc. I really haven't got a lot to say about this. I have actually didn't think about the vocals in the last song, but I did have here that I thought the vocals in this are nice. But I've, I've written nice dot dot dot, but dot dot dot. Like, they're not really... <laughs> Um, you know, it's a nice song, the vocals are nice, but it's, it's nothing really striking that grabs me on this song. Um, it doesn't, almost, it doesn't pull you in. You could almost say no. it's just a song. Uh, yeah, I've listened, yeah, exactly. I've listened to this album maybe five, six times now, and every song I can, I picture in my head, I've got an idea of the song, and, and this one is just sort of like, oh yeah, it's just that one other song on the album. Um, but also, talking about lyrics, there's another one. There's a, a lyric in here, always thought I'd be your king. And yeah. this is this is a theme that's sort of popping up in this album, is that yeah. she seems to be singing a lot of lyrics from the perspective of a male. Hmm. I noticed that. So the question is, how much of that is deliberate? How much of that is uh, kind of a reference to Prince writing the song? How much of that is it just maybe a little, you know, is she a boy, is she a girl, this kind of thing. But, yeah, maybe yeah. your sexist brain just can't comprehend. <laughs> maybe, maybe. These sort of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah Toe does have such a sexist brain, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a nice song, but it's just a song, really. Okay. <laughs> uh, Captain? It is. It's just a song. It's got really nice guitar work, uh, but it just sort of meanders along. And at first, I just dismissed it as boring. But after a few more listens, it's not boring. It's just it's just a nice little acoustic track. You know, not every song can be, you know, the best song ever. But, yeah, like Turgeon said, there's just nothing striking 
about it. It's just it's just a song. Okay. Uh, player. Uh, I really like this song. I think it sounds something like off Prince's first album. Oh, finally, someone with some sense. Okay. Ooh, like for you. Yeah. Um, I think it's refreshing that it's all acoustic and there's minimal bells and whistles. It's not over- overdone on the production, which sometimes, like recently in the last you know few years, Prince can't help himself with like cramming it with a whole heap of stuff or even on his own acoustic albums they're not mm-hmm. totally acoustic they've got all these little weird sounds and stuff so it's nice that it's all minimal and just acoustic and I think MC mentioned this about Andy Allo's voice before about the timbre of a voice and like like it's got a seductive quality I think that sort of comes out really good on these sort of slower ballad type songs it doesn't work on the people pleaser type songs but on these kind of slower songs and and all that it's really nice to listen to so i think it's a cool little song oh i'm so happy you said that <laughs> because i was listening to toe jam and to captain thinking oh man what are they listening to but <laughs> everyone's entitled to their own opinion i'm calling this the best song on the album oh are you serious mm. no yeah yeah <laughs> definitely this is what i love i guess oh. many many times in the past a lot of us Maybe not many times, but there, there are certainly occasions where the, all four of us agree or three of us agree on something. But this is this is a, an example of when that doesn't happen and why I love our show so much and being involved in it. Because, you know, two of you have said, eh, it's just a song, players shown some more enthusiasm. And I'm saying this is without a doubt, for me, the best song on the album. And I'll tell you why. Holy moly. Yeah, this is a great track. I, the, the songwriting is what does it. The songwriting is is king on here. It's killer. Um, some really deep lyrics, some introspective lyrics, um, strong use of language and, and being able to convey a message succinctly. I like the sentiment and how I like the descending chords. Um, I like what scale it's in. It's just my kind of track. And to players comments about the acoustic elements, this, this sounds more than any other song on this album, uh, except for possibly the, the next one, which also has a similar sound, much more acoustic than than anything else on this album. And whoever said it, I think it was Player Again. This kind of sound and the texture of the instruments and this type of recording style suits Andy Allo is on point, you know. It's true. She, this is her element, you know. Her big point of difference and the thing that I like about her voice is that it can be sulky and sultry and, and sensual and all those... Yep really cool qualities and that comes through on this track more than anything that she's i think possibly ever done um up 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 until this point this is a brilliantly arranged song um when i first heard it like captain i thought it was boring and i'm i'm happy say happy to say that upon repeated listens you know i can just i've changed my opinion obviously but i can really feel what what the emotion is in the vocal and she delivers it really well you know I'd love to hear Andy singing this in a small, jazzy, smoked-out little oh, dive. I knew you were going to say that. You did? <laughs> you know me better than I think you uh, did. If this is Andy Allo, like Sans Prince, I've got to say I'm not a fan. Hmm. I, and I, I'm, see, I'm going the opposite. Yeah. I'm well, saying I'm... superconductor and people-pleaser should be revved up and Prince should take it over and just make it just filthy funk. And and long gone is Andy. This is to yeah. me. This is what sounds like her soul is. Her soul's That's in this right. track. Mm. I agree in that. I think this is probably the song that is it's close. Her. Like it's her song. I, I, if yeah. we had to pick one song that would say is definitely hers, I'd say this is the one. But and I, I like it. It's a good song. But I'm normally long gone by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good. Me too. Well, I, well, you know, and I'm the opposite. I'm still hanging around, thinking, where did she go? Come back. You're like, oh, come on, I can't wait for the next song. Keep singing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Please Please don't be the calm before the storm. And speaking of that, let's go on to track number four, The Calm. Give this over to Captain. Uh, okay. Th- 
this song, it has a princey sound to me. I don't know whether this was one of the ones yeah, he was involved this is, in. This is one of the ones he's officially credited for. Okay, especially the chorus. Now, this song to me sounds like an emancipation outtake. Uh, it's even got like the same bass sound. When the bass guitar plays a few things, it sounds straight off emancipation. I was going to say Planet Earth, but all right. Uh, I don't mind it. The bridge is interesting. It takes it somewhere unexpected, for me anyway. But yeah, not a lot to say about it. Player, you liked Long Gone. What are your thoughts on the calm? How did it? How do you feel about it? I think it's nice. It's again the production's minimal. I think this borders on yacht rock, but in a good way. Like what especially is, in the... what is yacht rock? Uh... <laughs> That's a new term player just invented, I think. No, no, no. You guys haven't heard of yacht rock? No. Go and look it up. Google, no. Google it. Okay, especially in the bridge section, it's got that seventies vibe. It's just a nice chilled out track. All right. Um, I think it's all right. It's it's a bit light, and it's there's there's a neo soul element there. But again, it's the delivery of her vocals maybe sounds a little bit weak to me. Um, I didn't quite connect with her as much as I did on Long Gone, but the acousticness of this song and the arrangements and the production are, are cool. They're, they're cool to listen to. Toe Jam. Uh, I like this song. Um, it's fairly similar to Long Gone in, in terms of the sort of tempo and the, and the mood. Uh, and even the, you know, in Long Gone, you had the Long Gone, Long Gone. On this one, it's How Long, How Long. They're, they're pretty similar. I think this is the better of the two. Hmm. Uh, I really like this, just the sound of the, the drums and the roads. Uh, it reminds me, you guys have said Planet Earth and um, what did Captain say? Emancipation. 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 This reminded me of like the Bria album, songs like All This Love and Something You Already Know, which I thought were really good songs. Hang, hang mm. on. Um, you can actually name specific tracks. <laughs> of it's not a bad album. I don't remember <laughs> one song <laughs> off it. I should go back, have another listen. Oh. Elixir. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome song. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a Prince playing all the instruments one as well. Uh, just the interplay between those instruments is very Prince-like. Uh, the bridge is really nice. The, the chords in the bridge go somewhere else. And the whole song just builds very nicely, I think. And I like the chorus, um, you know, how long, how long, and then there's a bit of an instrumental bit. Da -da 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 -da. And then it sort of yeah. splashes in with, uh, the, you know, the sort of climax of it. And you've got those tinkling sort of synth sounds which sort of represent the raindrops, you know, it's after the storm. Uh, I think it's a really nicely arranged song. Maybe not the most complex or overly thought-out song, but it does very nicely for what it is. Okay. And with that, we go into track number five, the midway point of the album, and it's not purple and gold, it's actually yellow gold. Wish I had some yellow gold Heard that it's Captain, take us, take it away oh. again. Okay, this is the second best track on this album. Uh, it starts off with funky bass and horns come in and drums, and then you get the, the the nice groove going. I really like the melody, and especially the sound of her voice. It sounds really good, like in the verses. It's just a real groovy little thing. Some cool horn parts come in later on. It's just a great song. I, I don't have anything else to say. It's just good. It's just, it's just got the groove going, and that's sort of the theme in this album. I think, you know, there's never anything hugely complicated going on. They just get a groove and they just, they just go. Hmm. Sometimes too long, like five minutes, six minutes, but still, it's good. Okay, okay, player. Yeah, I agree with Captain. It's very groovy and organic. Um, very funky. As the opening bass is killer. It's again reminiscent of 70s disco um, chic style and Jamiroquai, especially with the strings and all that in there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get a bit of that in it. Apparently it's the next single release, so if that's any indication, it should be pretty good. Hmm. Mm. But yeah, I, I like this I like this track. To me, this is Mary J. Blige done by Andy Allo. Yeah, and, yeah I and hear I, that too. I find it difficult to listen to without thinking of Mary J and then I put on Mary J and then I think, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's very derivative of the mid-90s R&B sound to me. You know, mid-tempo R&B sounding track. Um, it's really chilled out. It's all right. I just, I don't know, maybe it's me. I just can't help of thinking of Mary J Blige and, and similar artists of that era when I when I listen to this. Just the bass is so 
common, the bass line. And yeah, the Jamiroquai references, I had those as well in, in the rhythms and in the string section. And Toe Jam, Yellow Gold. It's a very good song. Uh, the first thing I had as well was had the Jamiroquai sound, especially the strings and the bass line as well. It's very Jamiroquai, which is also, I guess, saying very Jamiroquai is also like saying, well, it's a sort of a throwback to that 70s disco pop funk. The hook line, the, the horn line, which is sort of the hook, is, is very reminiscent again of that Knee Deep song, uh, the George Clinton song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's uh, what it was. <laughs> that pops up so often, and you hear yeah. it, and you think, oh, that's Knee Deep again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like the swells going on, the swell synth in the chorus. That's a nice little effect on the headphones. I had the same comment. I said her voice gets lost in the verses, particularly as the song goes along. I like the sound of the piano as well. It's sort of got a sort of light chorus effect on it, which is nice. Which sort of reminds me a little bit of the early Time albums, just that piano sound. At 2.55, you've got the chorus going again, and there's sort of the talk over the top of while the chorus is going, which is a common little effect. Yeah, so it's a nice little mid-tempo, funky jam song. Uh, fits well on the album. And I think a video would be very appropriate for this song. I don't think your voice gets lost in the verses. I think it sounds really good. Hmm. It's not terrible, but I, can, I had the same comment in this one. It's just sort of like, you know... Da, 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 yeah, it's da, like she's da, whistling da, da, da. in the background or something. It just <laughs> Yeah, and then you got all this funky stuff going on over the top of it. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, from five we go straight into six and uh, the love we make. Desperate is the day that is tomorrow. I mean, <clears throat> nothing more, sorry. Uh, nothing More is the name of track number six. Player, what do you think of Nothing More? Okay, it's safe to say it's The Love We Make Part 2. Definitely derivative of that. Um, but that's probably why I love this track so much. Um, it really elevates you to a higher plane. Um, I also get a bit of Colonized Mind in there as well, in parts. I listen to it and hear, oh yeah, that's Colonized Mind. So, yeah, I really like this song because of those elements. I, I don't really get anything more out of it and those previous two songs like there's nothing new th- that they've added here there's to make nothing it new different. nothing more but it is it is good it's 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 like her vocal again like she really brings it out on these sort of tracks it's 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 kind of patchy like this album like you know there's songs where there's like really light vocals where it sort of gets lost and then there's the ones that really come up so mm. yeah this is one of them when you've got i think such a like distinctive style of vocal you know there's certain songs that yeah, are really good it, for it it lends to it yeah and there's other songs not so good mm. so you've got to be able to you know figure that out yeah I don't think that's that you actually get the album for sale okay so with that we'll go to toe jam and, and get uh, we'll see if he's got anything more to add oh it's a very strong track it's very reverb heavy everything's got uh, some good re- good amount of reverb on it it's basically the same chord progression as The Love We Make, uh, but I think it adds one more sneaky one in there, just so, all oh, you know, you didn't quite rip it off. It's Quint not Prince. exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, we just, just yeah. tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. But like, like, um, like Player said, I don't think that detracts from the song. I think it adds another element to um, the song, because we know that he was playing this a couple of years ago um, live, and so it's, it's fairly obvious that... I heard it live, I heard it live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's fairly obvious that... Uh, he was into that song, and and either and this sort of came out of the live renditions. I'm suspecting. I really like the guitar all the way through the song. There's a few different ones, but just the voicings that are being used are really nice. I like the slidey sort of guitar solo at two minutes forty. It's very nice. Um, I really like the sentiment of the song, though. I think it's it's a great sort of idea for a song. You know, it's all it's all about the moment. You know, in this moment, there's there's nothing more. Uh, there's nothing better. And, you know, when she sings, this is, this is what I call heaven. It's like, you know, at this moment, you can't get any better. So really nice idea for a song. Uh, nice little breakdown, a bit of fretless bass at four minutes. Uh, very refreshing sort of song. It sounds very fresh and, and fruity. Um, fresh and fruity? <laughs> like a fine wine. I don't know. It's like it sounds very, you know what I mean? It, it sounds very alive, very It living. should be yellow. Maybe second or third best song on the album, I think. Ooh. Yeah. So nothing more. All right. Well, there's some interesting lyrics here, although they're very general and non-specific. The Love We Make is an obvious reference. I think it's similar to it, but different enough to stand alone um, as its own song. But it's very Prince sounding. I mean, this sounds so much like a Prince track, um, probably more than 
anything else on this except for People Pleaser. So People Pleaser and and nothing more sound complete. They just reek of Prince's production to me. Uh, and aside from that, I heard this at North Sea Jazz in 2011. It was a great um, transition into the love we make. There's just something, there's a spiritual vibe going on to Toe Jam's point about living in the moment and the everlasting now and all those sorts of concepts. There's certainly, it exists and I can't put a finger on it, but there's an eerie, eerie spiritual quality to this song. And some of it I think is because of the, maybe the kind of discordant sounding guitar, that that slide again that Toe Jam mentioned, but um, it's cool. It's a cool track. Captain. I don't get into this at all. (laughs) Uh, this is down the bottom three of this album for me. You, you don't follow this this up with a bit of Enya on a Saturday night? No. Nah. Okay. It's, um, I just don't get into it at all. I mean, except for the guitar solo. Uh, that just sounds great. But the rest of the song, nothing. It's in the title. It's, um, it, it's subconscious, you know. I see the title, I just <laughs> think, yeah, there's nothing there. If that guitar solo isn't like an alternate take of the guitar solo for Pink Ashme, I don't know what is. It's just, Ooh. it's got that sound. It's oh, sound I actually exactly had that. The same. I actually had that as well. It, halfway ah, through the was, song. You wouldn't say it. <laughs> no, halfway through the song, when I was listening to it before, I thought, this is, sort of reminds me of Pink Ashme. I couldn't yeah. put my finger on what it was. But. Yeah, it's just, it's just got that sound and he's got like a bit of synth strings in the back. It's just, it's really similar. But yeah, as for the song, forget it. Which is weird because the love <laughs> I think I don't mind. I think it's track seven that we're up to now. And the title of that is If I Was King. If I was a king, she'd be my queen. Let me just stop it right there. How little sense that makes, I can't overemphasize. Unless I, I completely missed the point. It's Very, your sexist brain. That's it's it. My, it's my sense. That's right. Why if couldn't I was, she be a king? That's what I'm she's not, saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the feminist movement, social, yeah. sexual equality. <laughs> but seriously, uh, let's go to someone on this. Well, I'll, I'll, look, I'll open this up. It's interesting musically. This is the biggest plus of this track, and it's one of the strongest tracks on the album, without a doubt. This, to me, sounds like Sly and the Family yes. Stone yes. in 2012. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Com- it's just very sly sounding. It's like he's come back and he's and he's gone into the studio with Andy Allo for for no apparent reason. There's some curious lyrics here, and and again, I'm not sure whether it's a play on words or if she's just having fun with the lyrics or whether it's Prince's influence. Who knows? But you know, it's an interesting song that I get out of it. It's all about the point of view and the perspective and and how things can appear different depending on who you talk to, you know? Um, so that's that's interesting to me. It's a nice performance, and it's a song that I can come back to often and, and kind of find little things that, that just come out that I haven't heard before. So this is a song to really explore. Player. Okay, um, to me, the opening horns sound cheap. That part. Okay. But then as it goes on, the horns get really good, especially towards the end with um, the horn heads. But just the opening one just, like, gets on my nerves a bit. But, yeah, it definitely sounds like a Prince song with Andy singing over the top of it. I think it's quite good, but, yeah, especially with the horn head stuff. But, yeah, I, like, especially, like, if Prince was singing it, because his name's Prince and, you know, if I was king, like, you know, kind of makes sense. But, I don't know. It just gets kind of lost on me with Andy singing it. But, was yeah. this one of the Prince tracks? Probably not, but... Don't think so. It definitely sounds like he's done it. I don't know. Keep it going, Captain. I like the intro, which player doesn't like. Uh, I like the verse. I like the chorus. I I think I like this song. Uh, it's just a funky little track, funky little guitar solos. I love the first breakdown with the guitars and then the horn solo. This is the third best track on the album. Tied with yellow gold, I think. I like it. It's good. Dojam, is it good? Do you like it? I like this song. I always like songs with lots of horns, and there's plenty of them in this one. Uh, it's in funky ones at that. Again, we've got Maceo Parker and Trombone Shorty doing battle towards the end in that New Orleans brass out sort of section, uh, which is pretty cool. The groove of the song reminds me heaps of 
Larry Graham's Mirror album, particularly the songs Priscilla and I Got a Reason. Listen to those two songs and mm-hmm. you'll hear what I'm... It's got it's that sort of sly kind of sound. But even the, just the bass, the tone on the bass reminds me heaps of that album. It's a very upbeat song. I've got a smile on my face while I'm listening to it. It's very good. I like the when it gets to 409, it starts to build up and, and she's like, you know, there's riots in the street. I thought that was the one time her voice got a bit aggressive, which was good. But yeah, very enjoyable song. Maybe that brass out section at the end, it maybe a little under tempo. It would have been awesome, I reckon, if that bit had a sped up a bit. Um, that would have really kicked it into overdrive. But it sort of stays at that tempo and sounds a little slow. But again, good stuff. Good funky stuff. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're winding down towards the end of the album and we get into a story. Track number eight, Story of You and I. A different song every night. Story of you and I. This is ultimately a skipper and it just doesn't really go anywhere. I don't get any emotion from it and it sounds a bit sappy. Sappy how pop. Can you, how can you read what's on my screen right now? <laughs> it's sappy <laughs> pop. And with that, we go straight to Captain. <laughs> Along with Long Gone and Nothing More, this song doesn't do anything for me at all. There's you know, there's a, there's a few couple interesting lyrics about being entered, but eh, whatever. It's not my style of song at all, and I get nothing out of it. Next. Someone jump in. Toe Jam. Can anyone save this track? Um, well, I don't hate this track, but it is the most skippable, I think. It's sort of got the similar sort of chords to Beautiful Strange, that sort of one minor down to the flat six, that sort of rotating between those two chords. But that's been done a lot. It sounds a bit loud as well for me. Like, every time it comes on, I have to turn it down. Maybe it's mixed a bit louder than the rest of them. But I haven't got much more to say. Like, Captain said it, there's some interesting revealing lyrics. It's kind of mysterious, but ultimately it's a bit skippable as well. It's got a good title. I mean, it's a really yeah, it's a, a title it's, like it's, that. No, and you, I don't you like that yeah. title. I see that title, and it could it could go either way. It could be just a bland rubbish thing, which I'm not saying this is, but it's not great. Or it could be it could be a really good story song, but mm. it's not. What is the story? It's like, well, we we make songs and and we and we do it, and that's about <laughs> it. That's that's yeah. the story. This. How much truth is in the story too? Well, play on that point. Give us some truth in your review. What are your thoughts well, on this? Well, it's like Long Gong in the sense that it's minimal production and it has that nice acoustic vibe and it's very chilled and it's great to listen to Andy's voice and it's great to listen to Prince's guitar work, but there's nothing really memorable about it. I mean, it's okay. I've listened to this album probably 10, 12 times. Hmm. And you even can't now, I can't remember this track at Recall all. It, yeah. Nothing about it. There you have it. This is what it feels like to ignite When our stars collide You and me are one for life When stars collide When stars collide, track number nine I know a few people who love this song and say it's the best track on the album I'm not one of those people uh, it's got some funky bass, it's got a nice groove. There's, yeah, there's a lot of grooves on this album. This is another one. It's just groovy. But, you know, this isn't what I'd call a, an exciting track. It doesn't make you want to get up and do something. It's sort of it's sort of like a fizzer to end the album on, I thought. I mean, you should have put If I Was King at the end. Okay. Or something. You don't end on this, which is just sort of a... I mean, it's sort of a dance song, but it's just a bit too slow, and I don't know what it's trying to be. Right. It's, it's just... It has an identity crisis. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Player, tell us what you think. I think it's one of the better songs on this CD. You're um, one of the people who like the song? Yeah. And the opening drums and bass are funky as hell. Yeah. It has a similar vibe to the Eve song, Satisfaction. Um, if you listen to that, it reminds me of that anyway. I hear a bit of Mary Jane there as well. Uh, nice horns, great old school vibe. And these these cool ambient sounds throughout, like they just sort of come up. Yeah, I noticed a few weird things. Noises, yeah. I think they sort of make the sound as uh, like the song as well. It's really cool. Uh huh. What do you think, Toe Jam? Well, I think this is the best song on the album. Oh. 
Yes. You're one of those the, people who like this song. The the groove on this song is it's so groovy. hypnotic. I love it. It's groovy. The, you listen to this song and you just listen to that bass guitar all the way through. The amount of intricacies going on there, the little pops, the little slides, the ghost notes. It's awesome all the way through. The only thing, though, is the bass line again is like a variation on thank you for letting me be myself again. Uh, which that's he's what I done heard. a squillion times. He loves that bass line. And he just alters it a little bit, makes different songs out of it. Like um, Deja Wild, Johnny, and uh, Let It Go. Who's credited as doing that bass? I think this is the third one that Prince is credited on, I think. Ah. So I'm pretty sure it's Prince. But I could, it could be um, Ida, who knows? Well, I'm um, calling Brown Mark. That's just me. <laughs> uh, and it's so patient. This song is just patient. It just sticks <laughs> and sticks and sticks. And it just slowly builds and builds and builds. Like you've got that horn line bit. Uh, and it doesn't come in until 3 minutes 30. Like, it could have come in a few times earlier, but it doesn't. It, it just should've. waits and waits. You need to be patient to listen to this song. Oh, it no. to the roof of your Oldsmobile. <laughs> no, I love this song. It's really spicy and, and atmospheric. It's very visual as well. But I, I love the way, like, th- 3 minutes to 4 minutes, that whole minute is just like a big building section. Uh, and then it comes in at 4 minutes 13 with, uh, you know, this is what it feels like, this is what it feels like. And you get a, a piano line coming in. And then out of nowhere, this synth, like this held synth note just hits, just ding, and that's the best part of the song when that comes in. Because it's near the end? No, no, it keeps going, and then it builds and builds and builds, and there's more synths, and ah, you've got to listen to this on headphones. Listen, by 4 minutes 55 to 5.40, there's just heaps of things going on, like little yeah. synth pops and, uh, I don't know how you describe them, like little bubbles and things like this. Yeah, ambient awesome. synths, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the, the first couple of times I heard this, I thought, oh, yeah, it's a funky bass, but that's about it. But the more I listened to it, this is by far the best track on the album. Wow. I'm very, very surprised, but I'm going to have to go back to it now because of what you're saying and have another listen, I guess. Do you guys remember last year, or was it the year before? I can't remember. Um, when he was releasing some live stuff on Andy Allo's Facebook, and one of them was the What's My Name flashlight jam. Apparently, if you listen to that, you'll hear a lot of this in it. So whether again, it's like a lot of these songs seem to be inspired by that 2010-2011 tour. Yeah, definitely get that. Even the title itself, like um, When Stars Collide, like he mentions that in Rock and Roll Love Affair, this lyric of that in it. Mm. The thing that is great about this track are the arrangements. Yeah. That's, that's the highlight. The highlight is the arrangements and the groove is cool, but it's the arrangements that do it for me and... It does taper out towards the end and the production is very glossy and and maybe too glossy for my liking. Like, for example, the the, sp- the amount of space around the cymbal, every time the cymbal hits, it's just like, whoa, that, that's not what a cymbal sounds like. But I'm being overly... You're, you're, not, you're not playing it back at 64, 64K. Three, <laughs> are you? Uh, whatever <laughs> iTunes is, 256, I think. <laughs> uh, but look, it's uh, I'm not feeling it. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that like this track in fact we've got one of those guys on our show um two okay. and that's the end of that album overall thoughts i like it it's a lot better than i expected um and it's one of the better well if if we want to call it protege albums it's better than most albums by other artists which were produced by prince there you go uh, i like it i think it's a really solid album I think it's a solid CD. I mean, even songs that I don't really particularly feel have elements that are at least interesting to listen to. So I would say from my point of view, I really enjoy listening to half of this album um, and the other half, you know, maybe I'll come around. Sometimes you need to let these things grow on you. Uh, Overall, you know, there's, there's nine tracks and they're all fairly different except for the calm and long gone are quite similar to each other. When you it, think about it, how many albums do you know? Do you love every song anyway? Yeah, exactly. That's completely true. And even when we re- review Prince albums, it's it's the same sort of thing, you know. Um, I'm su- I'm surprised by how good this album is, actually. And that's not to say that I wasn't expecting a good album from Andy, but comparing this to her first album, she's really developed as an artist from my point of view. Um, there's a lot of growth there, from the songwriting ability to the arrangement, and um, you know, and it, it always helps to have. A super producer in your backyard but you know she really you can listen to this and go now i get a bigger a better idea of what andy Allo is about 
And um, that's mm. cool, you know? That's cool. There's some really good tracks. For me, Long Gone, I could listen to that day and night. And, um, you know, I'm probably going to put that on before I go to sleep tonight. So I'm going to be putting on When Stars Collide before I go to sleep. Not that Long Gone song. I agree. I think it's a very solid album. Um, I don't know if it's really... I, I suspect this is pretty much a Prince album with Andy singing the vocals. As much as... Like, the, he's all over the production on this. This it's clear that there's songs that the lyrics are even written by him. I I do question, uh, not that Andy Allo hasn't had input in this, but I I do question whether it's as much as they're making out to be. Uh, but that that's that is the case with all of Prince's protege albums. But there's not a song on this that I really dislike. Um, I can and it's a very short, very listenable album. It's definitely better than I thought a lot of us were expecting. So it's a good solid listenable album i think she i think andy has more input into this album than most previous protege albums maybe a little more but i don't think that much more (laughs) yeah Uh, one way or the other it's not a there's nothing negative about what we're saying because at the end of the day andy's on the songs and these are predominantly her tracks at the end of the day we we like most of them so uh player yeah, I think it's a, it's a good album, especially for a protege album. And I agree with you guys; like, it it definitely sounds like a Prince album. But if Prince released this himself, I think it'd be, I don't know, a bit of a fizzer or a downer album. You think? As a whole, I reckon if he put this out, everyone would be going, "Oh wow!" No, it's the no. best album since blah 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 blah, as everyone always says. No, I think it's it's good when she like when if it was her, but if it was him, I don't know. There's something about it that if he bought this as his own album after a two-year wait i don't know it's definitely one of the more memorable albums like i, I think i remember this album more than the bria valente which i can't really think of a track off i that. don't remember anything about that yeah so like i think it's they've done well in that regard but yeah like more power to andy allen i think it's yeah pretty good album so that was superconductor and you can find it on itunes you can find it on Andy Allo, is it alloevolution.com? www.alloevolution.com, I think. If not, just search Andy Allo in your Google search engines, and um, I'm sure her website will come up, and uh, all the other sources for getting this music should come up as well. And the um, actual CD, physical CD, I think is coming on Amazon, or it might already be out. Yeah, it's out on Amazon. Okay, yeah. so uh, get that from Amazon, and um, yeah, check this album out. You know what time I, it is now? What time is it's it? It's time to put your hands up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Jeff, North take Carolina. Us. Shelby J's put out a track produced by Prince titled North Carolina. North Carolina, I'll be a one day. I do believe, I do believe. Where's she from again? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I counted Next. the amount of times she said North Carolina. How many times? In the song, 21 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's a seven-minute song, that's an average of, of three references to North Carolina a minute. So did you, you got the full track. <laughs> she really yeah. must love that place. It's sort of got a reggae, a slight reggae feel to it. It's not terrible. I kind of feel a bit removed from it because it's obviously a song that's really deep to her heart, meaningful to her, and it's about a place that I really know nothing about. And so it's, to me, it's like it's a song about North Carolina. <laughs> but uh, I did I did find a l- lyric that I found very funny at 4.45. Trademark for Shelby J. At 4.45, if you feel good, I want you to sing along. Which is as close to put your hands up as you're going to get. <laughs> well, she had to get some sort of reference in there. But having said that, to finish off, it's seven minutes long, maybe a little long. Uh, but there's a nice... Maybe a nice little uh, minor change at six minutes or so. But it's not bad. You know, the groove's all right. It's sort of reggae, but it, it just sort of meanders along a bit. It's, it's just hard to get into it not really knowing the place or the, the context. Or It's just yeah. like she, her singing about where she comes from. So. Hmm. Yeah, but maybe that's what she's trying to portray in the song, like, this is where I'm from sort of thing. And I could guess Which that's I, mostly like, aimed at the American market, and most Americans have some sort of... Reference, reference you know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, sure I this. That. Yeah, I get that. But I like, yeah, like for you and I listening to it, it'd be like we we can't make a connection with it because yeah, mm-hmm. we're not familiar with the place. But I can see why she would have a connection to it. Yeah. 
Because well, she's from there. Blackwell's from there as well, isn't he? He's south. South. He's from south, I think. He's got a good little groove going on. And I don't mind Shelby's vocal. It's uh, the chorus is a bit strange, but who knows? Just, so, so yeah, that's. Does a song. it sound like a Prince production? It doesn't really, does it? No, no not a whole lot. But you can hear it. You can hear the bass, and you can hear his little fuzz tones going on, and his guitar stuff. It's there. So that's Shelby J. That's Superconductor. That's Screwdriver. Was it? Is that, we, is that it? We're done. I think so. That does it. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Fader. We don't want to talk about how we know this. We're not going to go into the details behind it. You can take it with a grain of salt if you like, but just remember this is the Peach and Black <laughs> podcast telling you this. Would we lie to you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's let's talk full versions, guys. Let's skip the foreplay. Just skip the snippet. The full version of Screwdriver, studio version. But if we um, talk about that, thoughts. we'll make everyone feel bad because they haven't heard it yet. It's, it's our little tease. So Screwdriver... Can I just say, first of all, like, I thought it was amazing him putting out a 13-minute track. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be one of the longest tracks. <laughs> no, well, th- you say 13 minutes. It's only 12:56. You, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, but close enough. The, longest, the last the four seconds. The, la- the last you four seconds. You could have put four of seconds of silence and said it was for Miles, but not 12:56. Is it? Four seconds of silence dedicated to the Peach and Black crew. One for each of us. <laughs> one second for each podcast member. <laughs> I couldn't believe at the 820 mark that he bought back Tony M. I mean, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, talk about a curveball. It was right yeah. there. Eight minutes Screwed 20. Screwdriver this, screwdriver that. My name is Tony N. I'm back and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but see, not only you got Tony M at, what, 820, and that's what, about 945, you got bloody Philip C as well. Yeah. <laughs> And then at 10, I think it's 10, 16, you got bloody T.C. Ellis. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) And that bridge with the beatboxing from Dougie Fresh. I mean, that's unexpected. Oh, that bit. I love that bit. It was was something like, lefty Lucy, righty tighty. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Oh, God. But you're, you're, no, you're. (laughs) And Rosie, who would have thought Rosie would bloody be back? Oh, she's such a tool. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is. It really it's, is something. It's this big, like, gospel sing-off <laughs> between Rosie and Mavis Staples. It's, oh, it's mm. excellent. Mm. I love how the first half of the track, it's obviously Michael B behind the kit. But then as you listen past the six-minute mark, it's obviously Kirky J. I mean, there is no <laughs> denying. Yeah. It's a good transition, though. I mean, <laughs> unless you're really listening, you wouldn't notice. But when you yeah. sit in there and listen to it with the headphones, On you can headphones. tell. Yeah, actually, the only the only way I could tell, actually, it was pretty amazing. The only way I picked it was that I noticed that the tempo started to drop and the energy started to drop as well. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have picked it. I think you're onto something there. Oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, you look at, like, the, um, the, the little uh, preview image of the lyrics and Screwdriver coming 2013 and it's the Vox and, you know, the video, he's got the Vox and everything. It's just... It sounds incredible, that live version, which we'll get to in a second. I wonder why it all sounds like he's just playing that Telecaster. The Vox is the guitar. That's what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> you got Larry Graham on the bass, first of all. Which, yeah, an all- all-girl band. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just had to add it. You couldn't resist. <laughs> this is... Screwdriver is really the comeback of that Sly Stone sound, I think. And, and the lyrics are just brilliant. I, I haven't got enough to say about this. The one thing that really surprised me was about three quarters of the way through the song, out of nowhere, he breaks it down just to the kick drum and the kick drum keeps going. And he, and I was just like, oh, that's unbelievable. No one has ever thought of it. <laughs> I know, Prince doing a breakdown. That's just, that's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Where you... did he come up with that? Where out of his brain did that happen? I can't uh, believe uh, it. You know, every, remember, remember when Peach came out? Everyone's like, Peach, oh, it's got like three guitar solos. This has got six. That's incredible. <laughs> that's, 
It's like every it's like every minute and a half is another guitar solo. It's insane. Just, oh. It's insane. It's incredible. And oh, even what? though even though I think two of them he does use the whammy bar, I'm hundred percent sure of it. It's it's it works. I, I can live with that. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. This is one serious outtake. Everyone's got these fabulous thoughts and opinions about this 13-minute studio version of Screwdriver, which hopefully everyone will get to hear in 2013. But the one glaring omission, the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about, every 15 to 20 seconds or so in this 13-minute track, there are very overt references to basically every other song that Prince has ever recorded in his entire discography. You have to listen... You have to listen carefully to pick up, you know, how many there are. Every bridge, every chorus, it's 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 just all there. And, and I actually, I'll, I'll let you in on a bit of a secret here. Some, some of the ones that are missing are actually there if you play it backwards. If you play it backwards, you can hear them. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm going to go back and listen. No, there to you it go. Now. Is this the greatest single release we've ever heard on the Peach and Black show? And certainly since we started back in January 2009, I think it was. Maybe not as good as purple and gold, but I mean it's up there. <laughs> no, I think it, I think you're being a little bit, a little bit juvenile there, Toe Jam, comparing it to purple and gold. This is a far better song. Purple and gold doesn't have Tony M, so what, what else <laughs> yeah. do you need to say? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know, purple and gold, the name is so overtly Prince, the purple and, and the gold. This is just completely different. You know, I'm, I'm going into what's that hardware store in the US again? Maynards? <laughs> I don't know. He's obviously he's obviously been inspired by Efterlux um, on this new single, and in fact, all members of Efterlux make an appearance on this track. This is an incredible. I think the Peach and Black podcast make an appearance on this song. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Did you hear it? There's a. Oh, I heard it. It's, I, it's, I, it's, like, it's like it got sampled. I, I want to. Like <laughs> it's at the end of the chorus. It's like five fifty, five fifty-two yeah. or something. And he takes the line from You Got the Look with, you know, Color You, Peach and Black. But then he says, podcast, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I it almost is. died when it I is. heard it. We don't want the royalties. That's fine. You can keep those. Uh, um, uh, we're in the song now. That's it. It's done. For, it, yeah, you're right. It, there's hidden meanings galore. I, I don't know what there isn't to love about. In fact, this is the kind of song that sounds better in MP3. But without a doubt. It does, actually. Yeah. It's like mono, mono 128 yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the perfect sample rate for what's going on in this track. I reckon you even know? 128 is too much. I reckon go 64K. If he, yeah, yeah, because actually that's, that's true because, like, really you get that real digital sound on the yeah. cymbals just yeah. all the way through the track. It's, <laughs> it's like, is it real? Is it not? Is it? Re- I just can't tell anymore. It's yeah. just... Is that an actual symbol or is that digital noise? <laughs> yeah, it's all just ones and O's. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. 